podcast will take the stairs, which seem to never get easier no matter how many times we walk up them. Woot. Um, I'm clearly going to die young. <laughs> I have high cholesterol. <laughs> As I say, says my breathing every time I walk up the stairs. I'm Elizabeth. You liar. I am. You've pulled this before, lady. <laughs> she's Elizabeth. And she's a liar. No, she's Kelsey. Sometimes liar. Well, yeah. But today I bring you lots of good fortune and news and, and education on weeaboos. Mm, was it on a cringy-ass topic? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, so my face started doing it like as you said it. I'm like, mm. It looked like a like your face was starting to turn into a buck, butthole. Like wow. pucker up. <laughs> you got butt face. <laughs> uh, so so uh Risa Chan, what is your like personal definition of weeaboo? I don't know. It was one of those things that's like a word I never really used that much. Like, I understood, like, when other people used it. So, like, mm-hmm. my understanding would be, like, someone who's into anime or Japanese culture, usually, like, at a convention or something, and they were being, like, so extra that it was cringy. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's, like, like I said, I never really used it, but that's, the context-wise, yeah. it seems like that's what people used it for so me. according to dictionary.com uh we have it's in the dictionary now well i think it's in the slang section of dictionary.com okay. but they do have it on there mm-hmm. um weeaboo is a mostly derogatory slang term for a western person who is obsessed with japanese culture especially anime often regarding it as superior to all other cultures that makes sense um, Checks out. Yeah. So, so I definitely, I definitely agree with. It's like they take every aspect of being a fan of, you know, Japanese culture, anime, and all that stuff. Video mm-hmm. games too. I, I lump that in there as well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they just bring out the worst, most cringy stuff. Um, right. They're like, because I like it, I am it. Yeah, and I think, I think also. With being a, like a, a real weeaboo, um, comes a bit of I don't want to say like cultural appropriation necessarily, but like it's some, some form. <laughs> Even if it's like a fictional cultural appropriation, there's like a weird like I think one of the reasons why it sticks out mm-hmm. is like this weeaboo thing is because it seems out of the ordinary. Like they're sticking True. out because they're do they're they're acting odd for what whatever. Yeah. So like whatever context they're in, like the real world. Yeah. And and I liked how the dictionary.com definition also pointed out often regarding it as superior to other cultures. Cause mm-hmm. I think there is quite a bit of that as well. Um if if somebody's like a like a real weeaboo, you know, they tend to um uh like fantasize or yeah, idealize for idealize. sure. Yeah. yeah. Like Japan in it itself itself or, you mm-hmm. know, what they think from their, usually fi- from their like, think. yeah, like from what they're getting from fiction. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, well, lots of places sound good if you only know about them through fiction. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I, I was trying to kind of think, um, like, <laughs> What what cartoons that are that are like American or Western would somebody in Japan watch and then be like, ah, oh, that must be what America is like, you know? And oh. then we'd be like, because I I think of like like hmm. Doug or Recess or you yeah. know, like and I don't those, see anyone like acting out like that. Would, like why would they? Yeah, and it's not really. I don't know. I, I just, mean, I had like I had uh, friends who like. Western culture in general, like it was a little bit of a thing. Like their their dad liked like um, eggs and toast in the morning, hmm. and in Japan, just in general, it's like well, this is not really like a super normal thing because in Japan you have more, you know, it's, you could have fish, you could have soup, you could have right. but like eggs and toast is like a very Western breakfast like stereotype. Stereotype, where, yeah. yeah, 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 like sunny side up eggs yeah, or with, scrambled with, eggs, with toast, and then yeah. you got a, a glass of orange juice, yeah. and then you got coffee, coffee. yeah, some yeah. like diner looking thing. Yeah. So like, I like I've heard of that kind of thing happening. Or, yeah, um, which would you know I wouldn't be mad if that was. Well, like, yeah, they're also <laughs> not like 
rubbing it in everyone's face and being real obnoxious and weird with it. That's they're true. just yeah. having breakfast they're at their having, home. Yeah, they're having a, a nice breakfast and they're not, you know, taking selfies and Instagramming, you know. Dressed as a maid <laughs> everywhere they go with a big um, frilly apron. So, okay. So, so you kind of touched on a little bit of like uh, where you started hearing the word weeaboo. So, um Talk a little bit about the the origins of such a thing because I found I, I I had a lot of fun researching this and granted, please take all this with a grain of salt because some of these websites that I got it from I'm like yeah sure that sounds legit yeah <laughs> but I'm like mm-hmm. this is a fact according to someone according to somebody and they put it on the internet so it must be wow. so you got to pay for that so so so. <laughs> Generally speaking, as the internet was growing and anime and manga was becoming more mainstream and being translated more often or even fan dubs, fan subs, um, you could get it more at bookstores and on TV, you know, all that mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So did the need to call the obsessive fans something and, you know, within the community itself. Like, mm. to kind of almost, it feels like it's almost to differentiate. Like, I'm a normal nerd. Yeah. And you're a lot. <laughs> you're a lot. So, originally, uh, the word was kind of used Japanese, Oof. which uh, was like white Japanese or wannabe Japanese. Um, <clears throat> it just sounds bad. Like, blah. Yeah. Um, so, it was bad used on know. 4chan because everything starts on 4chan. Of course it did. Uh, especially, yeah, especially like, weeaboos. <laughs> and... Eventually, it was labeled as hate speech, and it was added to <laughs> oh my God. the online racial slur database in 2004. That's bullshit. That's like all the freaking Karens going like, stop persecuting me as a white person. I'd be like, it's not a thing. I mean, it doesn't sound very nice. Like, well, it like, doesn't it just, sound nice. It sounds but it's like not, it would be a slur. But, but it's not about. But it's about something in your control, not about something not in your control. Yeah, and it's also you know about white people. Yeah, so mostly. It's like, it's like not all. I mean, there's that's other, true. But that's true. That's I was why saying wannabes Western, yeah. or Western or white. I feel like. But I feel kinda, like the freaking dumbass white people are the ones who get the most indignant. Well, about garbage things, like how all those, like I said, all those stupid... It feels like the whole Karen movement oh. that's going on. Well, but again, this was in 2004. And <sighs> I had to look up the racial slur database because I'm like, okay, well, what is this? So Yeah, I didn't know that was so a thing. So went, I went off on this other little tangent. So the racial slur database started around 1999 and I say that because that's what it says in its footer mm-hmm. and it's basically it's basically like a dictionary of you know definitions of words and I'm sure there's all sorts of horrible ones on there so it's like the <clears throat> urban dictionary Kinda, but just yeah. for racial slurs yeah and um and I would like to also add that their footer along with saying when it was originated mm-hmm. uh they also state <clears throat> not copyrighted in any way, shape, or form. This database was created entirely from data gleaned off the net and via submissions from people like you and your parents. It's supposed to be funny and or informational. Calm down. So- it feels weird calling a <laughs> racial slur dictionary like it's supposed to be funny. Because <laughs> it seems like a kind of serious, I don't know, subject matter. <laughs> Depending, take I don't that, know. Take that for you know. But I also, I mean, I haven't seen it. I don't know what the context. It just seems kind of like a weird. Like just we're like, just having fun with racial slurs. Well, no, I think it's more or less like. I don't know. I, I kind of took it more of a, you know, everybody just calm the like calm the fuck down. We're not calling people these things. We're just trying to. Tell, tell people you what, what they are. Well, if that's what you I guess. Wondering, you know, it seems weird. that's how I took it, but I don't know. I mean, that makes sense, but because like when I think of like Urban Dictionary, like if I saw something, you know, yeah. like it's people put in stuff and like <laughs> I never they put in weird shit. It's oh, like well, I would never be like, oh, Urban Dictionary. Like I take that seriously because it has so much other like funny stuff. Like. Well, yeah, and a racial slur database does have a um, a sense of you know formality to yeah. it. I guess that's a, that's what <clears throat> I meant. It's a, like it feels like the name of it and stuff. It feels more serious. Yeah, and if I'm recalling correctly, the website itself is not like it's not Urban Dictionary esque. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty. 
uneventful, the not not crazy colors, no crazy fonts, no like weird header. I mean, it's just it's just kind of basic. Um, yeah. And so anyway, so that's uh, that's where it you know the term Wapenese started to go out of fashion if it was ever in fashion. I don't remember anybody. I never that. heard that one. Um so uh yeah, so I don't know where that one came from. But Whoa. where did Weeaboo come from? I I find this the most weirdest the most weirdest. I do find <laughs> this the most weirdest. So um a couple like when I Google or origin of Weeaboo this kept mm-hmm. popping up, so I'm like, all right, sure, cool. So a uh, website called uh, pbfcomics.com, which stands for the Perry Bible Fellowship. And there was a comic, I can't remember what year it was posted. I think it was like between like 2004 and 2008. Like that's how it's archived, so I don't know exactly what year. But Bible Fellowship was? Um, so it's a, it's like a comic website. So, you know, you just about press. Bible stuff? No. It's about not, there's no premise at all. It's just the name. Like there's, it's not about the Bible. It's just a comic strip. It's like cyanide and happiness kind of thing. Oh, okay, you know? okay. Um, or other popular ones. I can't think of it. It's still like like Bible and fellowship and stuff. And I immediately go like, no, it has nothing. It, okay, it has nothing to do with the Bible. It's just that's what the name of the comic strip is the Perry Bible. Okay, fellowship. okay. So the comic um, of choice. Is uh, it's like a boardroom meeting, and somebody's you know pointing to blackboard, and um, and basically the guy uses the word like weeaboo, saying like ah, we got to keep working on this weeaboo, and um, then like one of the other people in the the meetings like, did you say weeaboo? And he's like holding a paddle in his hand, oh, and then like the next <laughs> panel is just. The guy who was giving the presentation handcuffed to like a pole, and there's like a what line of guys with paddles, like ready to paddle. Yeah, what? Supposedly, because this uh, came out before Weeaboo was a thing, so yeah. they just the the just like made the, up a word. They just made up a and word. Then like insert Yowie panel yeah, paddle references. It, but like, like, I don't even know if that was their intention. But it is huh. very, it's a weird comic all on its own. Yeah. Like if you would have taken out Weeboo and put anything else in there, to me I'm still like Well like I'm yeah, not sure you wouldn't think of that being the orange. Yeah. <laughs> but they do have some they have some good jokes on it. Like I highly suggest like just kind of browsing because they do he, there's some really good ones and then there's some really fucking weird ones. And I feel like this one kind of falls more towards the weird. Okay. Um but basically they just the 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 comic artist just used that as a word and I I don't ever I don't even like I never remember hearing about this comic strip no. so it's like I, I'm gonna have to take somebody's word for it um, right I mean it's that or literally like I don't know what I, like and and that's the thing with a lot of like ether. um like convention like social uh cues or, or instances trends or and trends or or in words like mm-hmm. you know to pinpoint the uh, origin is i think pretty challenging because yeah i'm like could be i don't even know when it went. could be like a, that just i mean i guess it makes sense because it's like here's a thing that specifically used it before people knew about it and it was on the internet so it's accessible by a lot of people so it makes sense that it would, could spread from there yeah and you know um, like it's coming from inaccessible and I and I was trying to think of like when was the first time I heard Weeaboo or you know that kind of thing. I can't remember. Like I don't feel like I always had that in my. Let me push up my glasses. The mm-hmm. geek vernacular. But I feel like I was in college. That's I don't what know I why. Think. I feel like I was maybe like in my junior senior year of college or something for and some I, reason. And I'm like, I don't know like how I learned I really don't know not. how I learned about it. Like I don't know. I think it's just word of mouth. Like I heard other people, you know, using it. So I just was like, okay, you, you know, you kind of get the context when yeah. they point to somebody and say, that's where you boo. It's like, oh well, okay. in, in my well in my junior and senior year of college, uh I was living with a lot of people who were like super in the like they are on the internet all the time and mm-hmm. I don't like a kind of person that's like 
I don't know if I'm going on there, if I'm looking for something well, in particular. I feel like we need a little more context because I feel like this is also important. You lived Okay, in- I lived in the Japanese theme house. So uh-huh. it's like everyone in the house was a Japanese language major. Yes. Yeah. So, and, you know, some of us had been abroad and some of us hadn't and you yet. And you were one of the older I was one students. of the older ones, yeah, because I transferred there after I was abroad for a year. So them youngins were uh, very helpful. Right. Yeah, so it was the kids and they're like, I remember that's when I learned about 4chan oh. and I learned about other weird things. What was that Rule 34 or something? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, because I my sister was also there. So and they were all more like around her age. And I don't know. They were all on the internet all the time. And then the, I'm like, the kids, they say things and then it's a thing. Like, I don't know. I just imagine like just a common area with everybody on their laptop just like doing something. And then all of a sudden we'll be like, hey, hey guys, I found this thing. I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> I don't know. That's like I mean the common area in the the first place was a little small, but mm-hmm. you know, like there was the one big room across the hall where, you know, people would gather mm-hmm. in general, but like both those places and you know, there's like and they a lot of them were like artists too, like they would always be like sketching on tablets and mm-hmm. excuse me and stuff and like so that was like I don't know, like they were always doing things on computers <laughs> and I didn't know about most of them because if it didn't pop up for something I wanted to know. Yeah. And, yeah, one time I was on a, a family Zoom call, and someone said something like, I thought it was, oh, there's like a fanfic kind of couple or something for everything. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it, what was <laughs> happening. It was something like that, and I'm like, isn't that like Rule 34 or something? Because in my mind, I was thinking, oh, that just means like there's like people make – um. Fan couples. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just like a, a, what's shippers. Yeah, yeah. They're they're shipping two characters together. Which is what I thought that it meant, because apparently I forgot that it was a porn thing. (laughs) And Julie, my sister, texted me, and she's like, Liz, it's porn. And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Oh, poor, poor. Poor elderly. Really I mean, that, and then, like my uh, my like uh, cousin who just started high school might have been on that chat, or maybe he Eh. wasn't. I don't know. Point is. I was not that savvy, so it's through these people. But <laughs> I news. think that I learned it. If you didn't know it, there's a pretty good chance that those older than you had no and idea. And hopefully either. they didn't look it up because <laughs> I literally thought it was just like a, oh yeah, people ship all kinds of things. Yeah, and I definitely, you know, something like that. I'm like, I feel like it was one of those things that I would have heard and then been like, all right, now I gotta go look it up because I don't want to ask and be that guy who's like doesn't know. Um, well, I had known about it then, and apparently <laughs> I forgot the dirty part. So I was just, like, confidently incorrect. Yeah. But, I mean, it kind of makes sense that it, it would have happened a little more towards that, like, um, like 20, 2010s, like, late. Yeah, late, like 2010, 2011. So, yeah, yeah, because, uh, like, like you know, stated earlier, um as the internet was growing and the, mm-hmm. that this stuff became more mainstream and became more widely available to people who might not, especially kids mm-hmm. who have a YouTube account. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, people are getting laptops instead of the family computer in the living yep. room or the dining room. Um, and, you know, like, especially as a kid, because I, I always associate weeaboos as generally, not always, mm-hmm. generally being younger. Yeah, um, like well, teenage. at least you hope they are because well, then it's true. less sad. Yes, and and you know, um, we all we all have gone through that period weird of phase like, where it's like, oh god, I'm embarrassed for myself, and I'm not, I'm not even, nobody even remembers, but I remember, right. you know. And um, I mean, granted, weeaboos can come in all shapes, ages, mm-hmm. sizes, preferences. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know. I generally will associate them with like younger kids who are just mm-hmm. really enthusiastic, and they yeah. and maybe they like, and it's not that I can't like even like, like maybe they don't have anyone to share their interests with, yeah, with whatever. So that's why I think about it at like anime conventions because right. I feel like that's when people are like, like an my time to shine, and yeah. I have to get all this weird energy out right now, yeah. And um, or where people can acknowledge me you know, for it or something. They mm. they act this way in front of their, their like a group of people who are similar to them yeah. because they're I'll more accepted it. or they're sure. all doing it. Um, yeah, they don't get shunned or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, and then that also reminds me of um, the Pixar movie that just came out, um, Turning Red. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen that one? I haven't, but I saw. I thought I saw some weird thing that was saying that it was. Uh, it was. Not saying racist <laughs> or something. There was, I can't, I need to look it up because I keep, I don't know if it was on Reddit, but it was something negative about it. Something I'm, about, oh crap. It was something about like showing an Asian American or Asian Canadian like experience through more of like a, like a white privileged point of view or something. So I haven't, hmm. I, I, it was one of the things that's like I meant to read it, but I was I can't speak. on a break from work, so I didn't. <laughs> I can't <laughs> break speak to that. Um, but one did, thing, did you see it? I did see it. I, you I, liked, I it? liked it. I thought it was an interesting take. Um, I listened to a re, uh, like a ten minute review. It was, I think, um, oh god, what is it called? Accented Cinema. Um, and I and he talks about. I think I don't know a hundred percent, but I thought he was Chinese. But I, yeah, again, don't quote me on this because I, I only hear his voice and um, and he talks a lot about like uh, how China and like Chinese people are depicted in media, that kind of thing. Um, so he did a little a quick one on turning red. And mm-hmm. um, anyways, the whole reason I brought this subject up, he he like he liked the movie. By the way, he did think it was weird. Like they kind of. The panda in the beginning was more; it seemed more metaphorical, and then by the end, it was just literal. So, that was my own. That I agree I with him one hundred percent on that. But I don't want to like give stuff away because it is a good. I think it's a good movie. I think it's worth watching. Right. Well, that's what I thought was so weird because I, I I saw that like headline about it being like odd, like randomly offensive, and then but everything I'd seen since is so positive. Well, and so I'm like, okay. I, I have it, it's weird. directed. I don't. I can't remember written, but I know it is directed by. Um, I don't know if she's Asian Canadian or Asian American, but you know, a person of color. So, i.e., it wasn't helmed by another old white man. Uh, <laughs> so, again, you know, I, I, the whole reason I brought this up was because the uh, main character May May May, um, she kind of goes through. That's a cute name. Yeah, she goes through this like um, she's going through puberty, and there's she there's a scene where she hides under her bed and she just starts drawing like fan art, um, <laughs> and it is it it hits very close to home. Remember deviant art? Yup. Um, and I I I didn't really do fan art because I was not an, an artist, but I definitely have done some. Well, in, I did what? in high school. I liked some your fan comics fiction. and stuff that you did in high school. Yeah, like but they drawings. weren't like. They weren't they're, like shipping, you know no, what I mean? No, they're like I like, like them. she she was like drawing a boy that works at the convenience store like mm-hmm. as a mermaid, <laughs> <laughs> like like she, and then her mom finds it and she's like ah, oh my so, god, so yeah, so and then you know David was a little uncomfortable. He's like I don't like seeing little girls like ah, and I'm like no, it's it's what are you like about? it's like it's like it's like, me, it's like fantasy like, stuff. I feel yeah. like I I I definitely could relate, and I'm like it's like oh. It's like where the weeaboo starts, mm-hmm. you know. It's like the 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 blossoming of oh, I, I, you know, this is you know fun, and she connects with her friend about um, they they all really like a boy band together, and it's like they, they they stand that boy band for sure. Um, wow. But yeah, wow. see, look at me using words. But uh, I don't know exactly where I was going with that. I just really... I mean, you're talking about you were identifying with her, with the origins of, like, yeah, she's and, young and, and so because you did like, fan fiction well, and, and stuff. I, like, think, I know a lot of a lot of our friends did fan fiction oh, yeah. in high school and um, stuff, for sure. And I think when it comes to weeaboos and weeaboos being, like, teenage girls, I mean, I usually will be, like, teenage girls, but I know that's not all. Like, yeah, of course. You know, but seeing this in a movie depicted in such, like, kind of just a... <laughs> this girl's just like going nuts, like drawing, like <laughs> drawing pictures of her with him, drawing him in like different, you know, and yeah. and it's just like that's how, yeah, 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 you know, like the, you kind of you kinda just like get real excited, girl fantasy land, yeah, and and the weeaboo just kind of that's I feel like it starts there and then it just like it starts to well, expand, yeah, outward. because it's like I, I feel like around that age, mm-hmm. your brain like or at least. 
people from like around our generation or whatever, like all you've really been exposed to up till then are like the kind of Disney princessy yeah. happy endings. You know, all the stories are like one guy, one girl, and they love each other forever, and, and nothing ever the went guy's wrong. Not even in it that much, <laughs> yeah. But they're like destined to be together, and yeah. like they only have eyes for you know. So it's like it's this real like fantastical image of like romantic relationships, mm-hmm. and then you're you know going through puberty, and you're actually like start to find yourself attracted to people, and so your mind goes all Mary Sue with your <laughs> like. Yeah. With your uh, storylines where it's just like, and then I'm there, and he likes me the best, and we spend all our time together. <laughs> um, so so anyway, yes. 100% yes. Right? It's, especially if, like, I'm, I'm always curious how, like, normal kids, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, as a weeaboo, I was like, man, this guy, this character, this character, I'm like, what are normal people who didn't like weren't super into like reading or weren't super into you know anime or something you right. know hey, sports character like sports uh, characters sports like, <laughs> I don't know like wait I I don't know I don't know maybe That's like true. Justin Bieber I guess oh. like Justin Bieber Ew. I I know we're we're Ew. dating ourselves like crazy I think he and I have the same birthday oh happy belated boom <laughs> um so you're out in the wild. How do we spot a weeaboo? I, I kind of wrote a couple notes on like um like what makes a weeaboo a weeaboo. And so so let's uh <clears throat> let's check I'm gonna check off and I hope you do too oh of how God. many you feel like you have done oh. in your in your past. Now I'm not saying we're we're the same now. I'm just saying True. um acted like anime characters, voice, clothing, attitude, nope. or um, obsessive towards a character or a very particular show. Um, so I feel what. like those are different. Okay, fine. Acts like an anime character. Never. Obsessive towards a character or and well, or I don't show. know, like, what's, the, what's obsessive? Well, it's a little vague on purpose because, yeah. you know. Because I like, well, I really liked, like, Sango... Miroku the stuff from uh-huh. Inuyasha. Okay. So what did the, you what did you do? I read two fan fictions. Okay, I think that's that's only two, and they both quit writing them before the story was over in the <gasps> same month, and then I never read another fan fiction because my trust was gone. Oh, okay. Well, that's not weeaboo. Well, I don't know. You know what? Use your best judgment. Um, I'm just gonna keep going. I'll do that one for. I'll give myself a half point. There we go. Um, overuse of Japanese words in conversation. No. I'm 100% on that. And I still it's, do it. <laughs> well, it's like, I, I remember when I was in Japan and we would like, you never know, you never knew when to say karaoke, like karaoke or mm-hmm. karaoke. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you're with other people and you all know better. But if you're speaking to another group of Americans, yeah, which one do you use? Yeah. Like it felt... Because it felt a little pretentious, even though you all know that that's the right way to do it. Like, it's like, but we're speaking American English to each other. Do we just say karaoke? I don't know. Maybe that was a mental crisis only I had. No, I can definitely see that. Like, um, when I'm talking to somebody and they say manga, and I'm just mm. like, yeah, that hurts the ears. It hurts a little bit, but I'm like, who am I to? Because I say anime, I, I not stopped, anime. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, like I picked well, one, but not the other. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm like. I feel like it, I've mellowed out in my audition. It's like, ah, eh, who cares? I mean, I still when people say manga, I'm like, twitch. Yeah. But oh, like, I twitch I, a little, but I'm not going to correct anybody. No, 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 no. But I, I, I. Still end up saying like even in the same conversation with that person who says manga, mm-hmm. I will say manga. Oh, same. Um, I don't know why. It just sound to me. It sounds, it sounds better. I mean, that's how the word would be pronounced in Japanese. But like they would say anime, not. Well, I think maybe the like anime, like maybe it's, it's animation. Our, like yeah, it's, it it's, makes sense. Yeah, to me it does. Yeah. Um, but and like manga, it's like no, you're just taking a totally foreign word, and I don't know, doing whatever you want. Um, I definitely, I, well, if anybody is counting, um, I've called her Riza-chan at least twice so far. Mm. Um, <laughs> I do text you, that call you t- Kelsey-chan sometimes. Yeah, like, and I mean, we've been doing that for a really long time, so yeah. I don't care anymore. And I mean, you can come at me, I don't care. Um, but so I, are you giving yourself points? Oh, yeah, I give okay. myself points. I even wrote down kawaii. I use kawaii a you lot. Do. I go kawaii, because it's so cute. And I'm like, 
I feel like cute just doesn't do it enough for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I say yosh, like when we're going to go somewhere or like we're making True. a plan. I'm like, yosh. Um, and then David will be like, no, Kelsey, it's Yoshi. And I'm like, <laughs> you need to just go. He's like, oh, you're the one saying it. I'm like, get out of here. He doesn't know. I know. He's just he's just being a yeah, brat. Yeah, Um And sometimes I'll use like sugoi um, a lot. But like. No, no. I mean, it's just a fun word. I just like sometimes say it, you know, like, I don't know. But then I, I, I'll, you know, I'll say like, hola, not to you. I say but it usually to people at work or I'll say like, buenos dias. Boom, boom. You know? <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> Finger guns. Um, so, yes, but I definitely overuse some Japanese word in conversation. And I don't. But I feel like you do it ironically a little bit. <laughs> a little. Like, <laughs> That's why I guess I, when you do it, it's never bugged me because it's always felt like you you were doing it like overtly, like on purpose. You're like, ha ha, I'm saying it. You're going to say something about it? No, nope, that's what I thought. <laughs> it is true. I guess like at, at this point I have no shame. So I'm just like. But yeah, you just, you like. Come at me. <laughs> it's shameless slash maybe a little, like it used to be a little trolling. And then you're just yeah, like, no, nope, this like, is what I do. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. It started as a troll. I'm like. Well, like, You're like, do it, do it, call me a weirdo. Like, 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 David and I, we, we were using bae as just like a, hey, bae. Like, you're yeah, using yeah. it, like... Ironically, yeah, you're using it to, like, make fun of something, and now, we, now, and we now you me, just do yeah, it. just do it, and I'm like... Pfft. Yeah, um, I mean, like my boy, James and I do that with boo. Oh, like, yeah. started with just, you know, like, it's like, oh, it's funny. You know, it's like, oh, boo. Yeah, yeah, this is just... Like, what? I, I feel like I I'm a normal... I apologize. I feel like a normal person who would not, <laughs> ran, who would not like, seriously take, like, boo as a serious thing, but I don't know. It's cute. It's fun. See? Um, okay, next one. Worshipping the idea of being Japanese or living and or working in Japan and or being married to somebody who is Japanese. Um, I would like to firmly... State, neither of us I would fall into that no. category whatsoever. Although, I will say, you know, especially... There are things I really like about living in Japan. Well, and I mean, I definitely there were a lot of things that I admired, you know, like... Public it, transportation. Oh, yeah. God their damn. food. Oh, man. The food. I love their grocery stores. I love how there's so many grocery stores. So it's like literally... You don't. You never do like one big mm-hmm. grocery shopping trip where you're filling up the whole back of your car because you're like, I'm not going again for a week and a half <laughs> at least. And it's like, oh, you just go like every day, every other day on your way home because you just because it is on your way because it is on your way home, <laughs> and you just get fresh stuff for dinner every day, and it's great. Um, okay, so I, I feel there's things I like, but I feel like yeah, we don't need points that, for that, that one. That is a very very weebooy thing, and yeah. that's like one of the most cringy cringy things because mm-hmm. that starts to kind of like mm, border it, a little on that like I don't know, it's like a, I don't know, it's treating it more treating treating an entire culture or people. Like a weird fictional thing, yeah, like, like a, a fetish. Yeah, like yeah, fetishizing yeah. It? I mean, I'm sure it's like a, people guess, who do this mm-hmm. don't think they are. No, but you're idealizing something, and you're not treating it like they're real people in a real life. Yeah, doing and there are definitely things. some things about Japan that we could just spin right now that uh, would break a lot of people's hearts. Um, you know, like facts wise about. Uh, like uh-huh. things about Japan that you know aren't great, you know, um, like World War Two, kind of that kind of <laughs> like not happy things or their suicide rate, you know. I mean, just to, just in general, it's like it's a it's a it's, country, it's a country it's, full yeah. of living, breathing individuals yes. who and, are people. They're not fiction. They're not you know yes. like they yeah they do things. It's not yeah. It's not the stories you're reading. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not the cute shoujo that, you know. <laughs> where, yeah. Where that you only see them in class for like 10 seconds and then the rest of the time they're out party, well not partying. Kind of okay. Yeah, there you go. Um okay. Next one, incredibly involved in the fandom in a fandom via fan art, fanfic, um moderating groups or discord channels and wants you to know about it. Um I definitely hid the fact that yeah. <laughs> that I would like read a fanfic or something. I'm like, no, I don't want anybody to know this. <laughs> um, but you know, 
this like I feel like if like whenever we like I so we were in high school like some mm-hmm. of our friends did fan fiction a lot of it was like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter stuff yes, like it combined that was, yeah Lord of the Rings was kind of mine yeah <laughs> so it was like a combo it wasn't it wasn't like a I don't know it was like geeking out over several but, like not 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 Japanese stuff specifically yeah and and you know and that's why I say fandom because mm. you know I, I there's definitely some. Uh, non-Japanese fandoms that have bled into, like, the uh, convention circuit. You know, mm. Doctor Who at one point. Um, yeah. Sherlock was another one. You know, oh, gosh, the Future one with the brothers. The one with oh, the brothers. oh, oh, um, oh. Supernatural. Supernatural. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, That's you know. True. That's a show up at conventions and everyone's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, and, and again, not... Japanese, but they tend to start to bleed, which I never have a problem with because I'm yeah, like, never geeks are geeks, nerds yeah. are nerds. Otaku, if you're dressing like that because no. you're going to, you know, find your people, but go like, for it. But, like, you know there are those people that, like, want you to know that, that they're the expert. Yeah, that they moderate this group or this mm. group or they, they're in charge of the Reddit, you know, yeah. subreddit, you know, They're moderator. usually the ones who run, like, the awkward panels. Yeah. Um, so yay us. I yeah, I say we don't no points <laughs> for that one. Um so uh studying Japanese in school because they want to go to school in Japan and meet their future waifu or husband though. Uh, again, that's like and weird. Yeah. But you know that unfortunately uh, there are those that, you know, do it for that intention. I mean, yeah. like I was studying No, I think I might have even gone to school with a couple of them. Yeah, I think you did. At I least feel like one. I've heard of yeah. an individual that yes. kind of fell into this. And he category. had a YouTube channel. Oh, and it's no. creepy. Um but like I was studying kanji just because I was like, I don't know what you know, it's it it's I I'm mean curious. And it's interesting when you have a language with especially with like alphabets and stuff that are so different from yeah, ours. Yeah, it was it's just an intri- it, I don't know, it's almost it. it it was just kind of fun to just memorize some new things that I, you know, they like to an American or you know anybody who doesn't speak that particular language is be like that like, just looks like a pretty picture. But like the emphasis on this being like they're gonna go over there because they want to learn enough so they can like get hitched and stay there and like yeah. I will now be encompassed into this life. Yeah, or they're like I've I married must, into it. I must go to Japan and I must live there and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be the best and everybody's yeah. gonna you know like that kind it's, of vibe. Um, but that, once again, like that feels I don't know. It feels really wrong and creepy. Because it's like, oh, I'm gonna go over there and and get a significant other, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna fit in because I'll have them. It's like, okay, well, you're still you're looking for someone like kind of like for a fetish reason. You're not yeah. looking for someone as an individual person, like right. as a human being. Which you're I, like, I think that's uh, where, object tool. Yeah, and I think to that's get what where I it want. Takes, like weeaboo from just being kind of like, oh, that kid's so annoying to like. Yeah, they actually kind of fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that one, that one makes me uncomfortable. Um, and then the last one was, the only thing they can talk about is their fandoms, regardless if you, the listener, knows anything about it. I went on that date, man. <laughs> still, Holy no names, shit. but still. I felt it was, oh, God. He's a nice guy and everything, and we I remember like we met up, and it was at a coffee shop, and literally was like, only talk about mecha anime. I think specifically maybe Gundam. And I said, I don't know how many times. I'm not really into that. Never watched it. And and like I can understand like the like sometimes you know people are nervous and you're like uh, you just keep going to something you're familiar with yeah. and that you know a lot about because it's like yeah. I'm gonna come off better this way. But it was like I don't know how many times I can say <laughs> I don't care. Nicely, yeah, yeah, nicely, <laughs> and like this is still happening. Did you give him a second date? No. Did you ghost him, or did you just kind of be like, eh? no? I mean, I feel like he was. I mean, obviously, you know, at, from that experience, his social skills weren't like Great. tops. Okay, no. so I feel like he was also a little just. I don't know. Like we talked on Facebook a few times, yeah, but, but it was just, never like a let's see each other again. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, eh. Is that the one who put his fingers in your hair? No. Oh, okay. Ugh. I thought he liked Mecca or something Could like have that, been. too. Thanks I, a lot, guys. <laughs> I did 
didn't know. Well, you guys were all like, oh, we go to school with him. He seems fine. And then we went on, fine. went on a date, and then he was weird. And, he like, I turned my head, and that's when I found out his fingers were in my hair. Yeah, that's... Uh, like, tangled. And it happened, like, twice. Yeah, no to, no to everyone out there. Elizabeth, you have fantastic hair. However... Just don't, don't touch don't put me. Your, don't put your fingers in your hair or any, any, on any part of a person's Maybe body don't. without permission. <laughs> Explicit, explicit permission. permission. You know, maybe it comes off extra weird because usually I feel like women have to deal with your weird. Yeah, T- yeah just weird. don't touch people <laughs> if you don't know them like that. God damn. So read the room too. Total. Um, I checked one. We just went to some weird. Yeah, I feel I like why are we just talking about all my bad dates? Clearly, apparently, I've been on dates with. Uh, at least one weeaboo. Oh, because, oh, you know what you're thinking of? That guy mm-hmm. kept talking about Metal Gear Solid. Oh, and I'm like, okay. yeah, I know a little bit about Metal Gear Solid. Like, I know the storyline. I think it's an interesting thing, but I don't play first-person shooters or anything. And he yeah. just kept talking about it. I'm like, how many times does it say I don't care? <laughs> Very politely. And we were, on a, we were on, like, a four-person, like, Double date. It was a quadruple and then, date. And then we had to watch um, Honey Python, The yeah. Holy Grail, which is such a long it's movie. So, and that's when he kept putting his fingers in my hair. Oh my and God. then he got up and went to the bathroom. And I was like, guys! Yeah, that, that was a... It kept touching my hair! I don't remember how we... Um, remedied that situation. I don't oh, know. We if, tried like, to like just... move. Like I think I switched spots okay. with somebody. Okay. Maybe. God. I, I, just, like, I love Monty Python, The Holy Grail, but man, when you're when, when you're, you're just, on an awkward date. Oh, God, it just lasts forever. And I wasn't even on the awkward date. I just Ugh. happened to be in the room. Anyway, so anyway. I, I checked one. Um, I got half. Oh, yay. We're doing pretty good. I mean, granted, I you know, I did kind of go to the extreme of some of these, but like. Um, well, I feel like we have like get to. Oh, it's, it's an I, extreme I, got, I was vibe. inspired by the UrbanDictionary.com definition of Weaponese. So, you know, take that again. Like, I, I got this from somewhere, and then I just kind of, like, adjusted accordingly based on our own experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. You want some history? I love history. I love history, too. And this I is, like, my favorite part. majored in it, except then my mentor person I talked to said there's no money. I mean... Well, it was art history and stuff, which mm. is still history. I love history. So I like art history because it's like, ooh, I'm studying an artifact, and then it's, like... Part of the context. Of the, then you learn all about the context, and it, but it's like a tangible thing. <laughs> and then I talked to her, and then she's like, yep, there's already a ton of people waiting for yeah. the people who have the jobs to die. So, yeah. Anyway. But it, let's talk about some history historical cool. weeaboos. They were weeaboos before it was cool. Oh, God. Okay, I picked three. I'm sure there's more. Mm-hmm. But let me just set the stage for anybody uh, unaware. Um, so... In the uh, late 18th century to the early 19th century in Japan, that's when they started to open up a little more to foreigners in their country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, people were fascinated by this. I'm going to use the word orient. Uh, yeah. <laughs> by by the that orient. Word. Well, because yeah. it's like so the West where the, it's the occident, the, the occidental, and then there's oriental, but it's oh. like – See, I didn't even know the first is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's like the east and west. Ah. But I think that Oriental became kind of negative because people used it for like generic Asian, like, yeah, I think kind of I, a thing. I, and I so like that's like, and nobody, nobody, obviously, you'd never even heard it before, heard about like Occidental. Yeah. I've never heard that word before. So thank you. Um, thank my dad. Ah. Thanks, Liz's dad. So the word they used back then was Japanophile. Anyway, Japanophile. Yeah, was because that was around like because there was the Japanese movement, the thing with art and stuff that was going mm-hmm. on because they were importing stuff. Because yep, so there was a lot of like buzz around the upper crust for mm-hmm. wanting. Um, uh, like Japanese art, learning mm-hmm. like Japanese painting techniques, as well as people wanting to go to Japan and you know experience this new, you know, yeah. you know that good old fashioned imperialism, colonialism kind of yeah, like, like it's different. yeah. So, so I guess it. Um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, the Last Samurai is not like. <laughs> 
Woof. a very good. But you know that kind of idea where it, like some um, that took place I like, think in like the late eighteen hundreds. I, I was going to say most of what, when I think of like the I think about. I mean, I see that we talk about it a little later, but it's like around when uh, Western art was getting a little more impressionistic, mm-hmm. a little like, so that's where a lot of, I did, as an art history major, mm-hmm. for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another class that I took, I did a whole report upon, a report, I did a paper for <laughs> an um, Japanese nut, like, and comparing it to like art and architecture. So one of the things I talked about was like Frank Lloyd Wright and mm-hmm. those kinds of things and how it was it was literally it was like the hot thing. So there's yeah. a, there is a lot of famous people even like Freud and stuff like there's there's paintings of all mm-hmm. these people and it's in these styles and yeah. that some of it's like a woman wearing a kimono. Yeah. But wearing it like a bathrobe, it, you know, yeah. like it's that kind of thing like images are flattening out cuz they're like, "Ooh, we're just going to mess around and we're not yeah. going to yeah. Do super typical. So a lot of that, like, um, that stuff would have mm-hmm. probably been created or, you know, um, attained, like, in that the late 1700s and mostly the 1800s in there. Up until, like, even early 1900s, too. Before, yeah. you know, You know, America's the super wars. rude and then they went over there and they're like, open your borders or else. Mm-hmm. Trade with us or else. You know, America. So anyway, Dicks. so the okay when I googled, <laughs> was that Commodore the first Perry? Tweet, um, yes, I think yeah. so. Um, so the first Japanophile that I found that was noted in a couple different references, mm-hmm. um, and I guess I, I wrote down he was the first Japanophile to be called out as such oh, uh, <laughs> by who. Um, like, there were, like, books after, like, after he had died that, like, referred to him as a Japanophile that were, like, um, what do they call it? Like, uh, posthumous, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, so, like, you know, he was working on them and then they got, anyway, supposedly. So, um, his name is Patrick Lafcar, Lafcadio Hearn, and he was actually born in Greece. Uh, he lived from 18, his name's Patrick, uh, yeah, right? Hmm. 1850, and he died in 1904. So not, like, the longest life ever. Uh, but he was born in Greece, and then he uh, immigrated emigrated to America. Mm-hmm. He actually lived in Cincinnati for some time, which no, I think is shit. crazy. He also lived a lot in New Orleans, and he worked, hmm. like, as a journalist for local papers, and he wrote a lot. So... Uh, I just was like, Cincinnati? Weird. Yeah, of all the places. Who thought? So he, uh, Patrick, decided that in, well, he, with help, in 1890, he was sent over to Japan um, to be a newspaper correspondent, probably to write about, you know, Japan for uh, yeah. English speaking. about all the stuff. Yeah. So he went over there. I don't know. Apparently he lost that job not too, not 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 too uh, long <laughs> after he got there, and he did end up getting a teaching job, and in also Japan? yeah in okay. Japan so he, he got stayed. yeah so he he got a teaching job and then he married a Japanese woman who of course uh, her family was were samurai because yeah now I mean he's colli- he's like doing a bingo of like, yeah I thing. guess so he married um, a Japanese woman he became a Japanese citizen they mm-hmm. had four children and he died with the name Koizumi which was his wife's uh, last Listen. name uh, Yakumo so he had a Japanese name and he was buried obviously in Japan and um, yeah. but the Japanese citizen part is the part that I take a look but maybe things are different. Japan is notoriously a very difficult place to get citizenship, right. but which is what I think I what makes him stand yeah. out. Um, I'm sure because I I wrote it in this order, so I think probably he married her and then became a citizen yes. at some point. I think, mm. but I, I mean, don't quote me on that. No, but, but I just I think that like that that's I'm pretty like sure I said, he married her like, first. And yeah. then eventually became a citizen, whether mm. or not it was before or after they had kids. Yeah. Um, but or like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, how legit it was. Yeah. But he was, you know, he was a writer and he educated a lot of people. I think, I think like 
I can't remember if it was I think it was him like had one of it one of his books was called something about you know oriental something mm. something and I'm just like well well uh, I keep trying to be like different time uh, <laughs> is he like teaching English or something I don't know I wonder fuck if I know I just I just I, I glean the cliff notes of yeah. this guy and I'm like oh my god what a fucking we went over in Japan I was like oh get myself a Japanese wife oh I got a Japanese name yeah. I know it's probably like, not like that but that's how I envisioned it once you start changing your name like was that necessary yeah oh and I think he converted to Buddhism as well because you know why not? Just go for the whole thing. Because that was also probably very in vogue. Like, ooh, Buddhism. Right. My That's goodness. That's new to us. Yeah. Um, well, it's a, like, well, I guess what it is, the name thing. So, like, like because I understand my name is Elizabeth. I was in Japan. You, people ask you what your name is. You say Elizabeth. They give you bug eyes. Because it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So, it's otherwise you have to say Elizabeth, which is kind of long, long and weird. So, you're like, I can understand doing a nickname, mm-hmm. but, like, totally changing your name to sound nothing like your actual name. Yeah. And I can, you know, I think, like, Weird. him taking his wife's last name, I think, yeah. is, is interesting. I mean, I don't know the context behind it, but yeah. I'm, I am I like to pretend, like, oh, he wants to carry her name. I don't know. Or I don't know, was guys. it because he was being a fetishy well, creep? exactly. I don't know, and I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> But he's dead. Um, it's not going to make a difference now. But the only thing I can give him is that he always like once he moved to Japan, he stayed there until his death. Granted, that was only for 14 years. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he didn't like take his wife back to America and show her off. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess maybe that's me trying to like put a silver lining on this weird guy. So potential that, weirdo. Yeah, potential weirdo. Or maybe we're just misunderstanding and we're mislabeling him as... But they, somebody did call him a Japanophile before us. So. Someone called him a Japanophile and he went and changed his name to something that's nothing new. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, around the same time. So that's what... Like, originally I was just going to talk about the one, but then I was like, oh shit, these guys are... No, of- it makes sense that they're all around the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, so there this was a guy, wave. Um, this guy is Dr. William Sturgis Bigelow. And <laughs> like he, the T? I know, right? That's what I thought, too. I'm like, the tea? I don't think he's associated with the tea. I didn't see it, but who knows? Um, He was also born in 1850, and he died in 1926. And he was a Bostonian. So he lived in Boston. Mm -hmm. Um, And he trained as a physicist or physician. physician, And he actually was under, uh, worked under uh, Louis Pasteur, who... You know, Smart. pasteurization. Thanks for the milk that like, doesn't taste like crap. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Like, this is crazy. Like, people just keep meeting people. Weird. And the, like, yeah. That's why I literally, I've always wanted to do some kind of, like, something where it's like I would do a timeline mm-hmm. of at least, like, certain sections of history where it takes up, like, a whole wall and you can, like, see vertically when things are happening yeah. at the same time. Because I feel like we always learn about them in totally different yes. classes. And then it's like, it's hard... It's always hard to imagine the overlap. Like, like what's like happening when, when they talk about like when one dinosaur like lived, you know, millions of years in a different you know, right. It's like well, dinosaurs, dinosaur. They're all yeah, dinosaurs they were all together. At the same time, but it's like no, these ones didn't even live yeah. like anywhere near each other. Anyway, so so Doctor Bigelow studied as a physician, was a physician, and he gave up medicine to study Japanese culture and art because. I don't know. Okay. Because that's what he wanted. Um, So he lived in Japan from 1882 to 1889. Wait, 1882 to, I think, 1889. He didn't live to 1989. So I must have misprinted that. So he he didn't live there for the rest of his life. Um, He He was there for like seven years ish. Yeah. And um, he converted to Buddhism while he was there. That one I definitely know because I was. Trendy. Yeah. So his whole. I'm just mocking them because I, I feel like I don't know based because they're all like old white guys too. It's like, yeah, Meh. yeah, exactly. And I think him, similar to uh, Mr. Hearn, who we just talked about, um, he wrote a lot uh, mm-hmm. about the Japanese culture while he was there, and um, he amassed a giant collection of Japanese art. Um, and when I say like a lot, so he donated to the Boston Museum of Fine Art. Hmm. He donated about four thousand Japanese paintings and thirty thousand woodblock prints. 
Shit. Yeah. And the Boston Museum of Fine Art mm-hmm. uh, attributes more than half of the museum's Japanese collection to him. Hmm. One man donated half of an entire like I mean to or me like, this was is he like, rich? Did he probably he was a steal? you know like did he like was he a- well I read a little bit um I think I think quite a few of the stuff was um attained in good faith like um okay that's I think good. he was actually if I'm remembering about the right guy um he was actually given a mandala from the Todaiji uh, oh, temple wow. so like he was able to meet pretty esteemed um, okay well that's, Japanese people that's good. and had access and so like. I guess, you know, in um, sign of good faith and, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, he was given quite a few things. I'm sure, who yeah. knows about all of it. Being the but, wealthy part makes sense because if he's, you yes. know, studying under, like, the, you know, French um, position and stuff, whatever. But, yeah, so I just, I was just like, oh, my God, 30,000 yeah. prints? Like, oh, my Lord. Like, how One many, guy. <laughs> one guy. One guy did that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so this guy's kind of, like, Super, super weeby about, you know, Japanese art. Like, okay, brah. So that's why, you know, he's kind of on here, too. And, you know, converting to Buddhism. Because, you know, you're over there, so. Like, well, that sounds cool. But he was was definitely. Not that Buddhism isn't a thing that people hear about and wouldn't want to convert to. It just seems like. There was a trend. Yeah, it it seemed (laughs) trendy. Mm. And I remember that this guy, along with, like, two other people, they, they were like this trio of like soaking up all the Japanese culture and well, like the art and, and then, you like, know that as, kind of stuff. As far as I understand it from like at least like modern day Japanese stuff it's not like n- normal everyday people are not very religious. Like you yeah. go to the temple sometimes so it's like and unless these these guys were up with like these higher echelon like monks and stuff like well yeah I mean what, the, like there's no converting like, to it there's no like well this guy unless they're trying to make a big deal about it but you said he got the stuff he was getting from the Todaiji Temple and mm-hmm. stuff so I think it was that one yeah because I recognized the temple name and I was mm-hmm. like I remember learning about that can't remember what but I know art I know <laughs> I went there um oh nice but like he got to go into like um the area where you're not supposed yeah. to go <laughs> you know like like the monks only yeah so he definitely he had yeah, the connection himself to stuff. yeah yes. so it helps to be like or i don't know it it seems like they like they networked or something in, yes. in a way with these these old white men yeah. how did they get to network because they have the confidence <sighs> i know i'm never gonna network like an old white guy <laughs> and then my third one is and I'm going to say it the way I learned, but I know that's not how it's pronounced. Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, that makes sense. Goth. Is that how? Goth. Goth. Something like that. Anyway, I'm going to go I always Van say Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh. Um, yeah. So you were, oh, you, were yeah. you were kind of hinting at it mm-hmm. when you were talking earlier about how, like, um, Europe was being, you know, interested in, like, the Japanese style of art. And we're kind of starting to copy. Let's yeah. just, let's just say what it is. Copy. They're well, influenced. Yeah, influenced. Like, it was like a an odd... It was like an odd wave because it was like it's it's popular and it's different and mm-hmm. like your people are trying to like get everything they can that's being exported and yeah. um and there's also you know a lack of understanding well yes too. so is. that's why he was like oh I think I think if it was Van Gogh or maybe Matisse or something it's like they have a painting called like Woman in Kimono mm. and it's not like a full kimono, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, with all the layers and the obi and stuff. It's literally a woman wearing one thing, mm-hmm. kind of like a bathrobe. Yeah. And just, like, draped over her shoulders. Yeah. You know. Um, I had no idea. So I was absolutely oh, fascinated yeah, totally, when I was. He totally was. No idea. But he was really inspired specifically by, like, woodblock print illustrations. That was, like, his whole thing that he found. Absolutely. And he also really was fascinated by, like, Japanese techniques. Um, like, uh, framing, like how they frame their subject a little differently than how the Europeans were doing it. You know, a lot of like uh, white space, yeah. and I think like I don't. I think the the um, uh, the 
foreground, usually the character wasn't like front and center. It was mm-hmm. usually they would be placed somewhere else. Like the um, two thirds rule and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely more attention to negative spaces. Yeah. And yes. Like that. There is definitely that, 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 that's perfectly said. Yes. Yeah. And um, so actually, uh, he started collecting ukiyo-e, which is a type of woodblock print. I can't rem- I couldn't tell you exactly what makes ukiyo-e. Ukiyo-e, I used I to know. Like, um, but it's the kind that was made in Edo. That's what I that's what I thought. I thought that was I like thought it was like the time period. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was like a time period it was like Edo period maybe sold around. Um, which would kind of make sense cuz in 1885, uh, him and his brother started to collect woodblock prints. Um, and apparently they amassed hundreds because hundreds were donated to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. And if you um, if you go to, like the Van Gogh Museum, they have like a they have a whole page about his inspiration from Japan. And um, in one of his letters that he apparently he wrote a lot of letters and. This museum has them. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, it's named after him. It's yeah. for him. So, so um, he wrote a letter to his brother at one point, and I quote, he said, all my work is based to some extent on Japanese art. Checks out. Never knew. I just find After it, a certain point, it was. So yeah, he, was, sure. he was a Japanese art fanboy, too. I bet yeah. him and Dr. Bigelow would have been like, hey. hey. But, um, but yeah, yeah. And, and I just find it so fascinating. I'm like, huh. I had no idea that, that he was such a right, Japanophile. Like, like you can tell some <laughs> stuff where he starts like kind of like flattening mm-hmm. some of his images, like okay. where it's like the depth of space isn't as important, mm-hmm. and like the um, more emphasis on line. Yes, that's what I was going to gonna ask. Yeah. If it was more line, because one of those it's that like the heavy black outlines and yes. stuff aren't like a big deal, and it's yeah. you know. Um, and one of the things I can't remember which one of these gentlemen I was like, you know, there was a uh, example of um, uh, painting of ink on you know parchment, mm-hmm. and um, it's just like a Sumier f- kind of yeah, thing. exactly. It was like just a few strokes, and mm-hmm. it like I think it was an animal or something, and the person was just fascinated that it was created so simply with only six strokes of the hand, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. um, I mean, I, I I'm sure they did see the beauty you know mm-hmm. I, I but also it just kind of it does feel a little like i don't know fetishizing again i don't know true but then it's like i don't know with like but at I least think, like with the like, with the art stuff like from, yeah. from van gogh's point of view at least i can understand it's like oh man like this is cool it's I so different do something. it's like so it. different like yeah. and he was already kind you know with this like impressionistic that was like already being different yeah and then you know you see a style that you've never even thought of before, and it's yeah. like, respect. I yeah. want a piece of that action. Yeah, and I'm like, I've definitely, in high school, I was definitely always drawing, like, you know, anime or, like, manga-inspired, you know, illustration. Or, like, I'd copy, like, uh, a panel, but, like, I'd change the hair or the face or something. You know, just because I was, I it's absolutely love, like... The style of a lot of Japanese manga, because like we've talked about this so many times about the use of um, see, this is my weeaboo coming out right now. <laughs> Nobody asked about this, but I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I love how um, the use of line is mm-hmm. so strong and shadow is not overplayed. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I hate a lot. I, I love it. Uh, I love it. Like it looks clean. It you looks know? so clean. Everything. You know, I got so much. I've gotten shit from so many people because I'm like, I like Japanese comics over American comics because. <laughs> I, I like how clean they are and how, like, they don't get muddied down. Yeah, by, like, and colors, colors and, and layers and, yeah, like, and, and um, I mean, they do do stuff like, uh, what do you call it? Oh, God, put, screens. Yeah, they do screens and stuff, but yeah. it's. And some and some artists, you know, are more, yeah, you know, definitely pretty kind of feel and everybody's got their own style. But, like, but generally I always liked speaking, how it was so clean and simple. Yeah. I was like, oh, it just, I, just feels nice yeah. on my brain. Yeah, it, that, like. I don't know. Something about it is just so much more like I can focus on the story mm-hmm. and in, appreciate the art rather than in like the American comics when I'm like, well, they printed this like the color is offset a little bit. And why yeah. is this face so look so gross? Like, like, yeah. You know, I'm like, I just my, my mind always thinks of it as I call it muddy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's right. I just call it muddy because it feels like you, the, there's equal amount of uh, emphasis placed on 
color, shadow, shape, light, you know, whereas yeah. opposed to like the Japanese, it's like they're just giving you a couple of these things. Yeah. So none of they're not competing. So so that you know, those are just a couple. I'm sure there are many more uh Japan files. Yeah, exactly. Like um You can read some of his stuff and he's also from the Midwest and whatnot and he actually built a hotel in Tokyo, I believe. Oh, see, but it was destroyed by like an earthquake or of something. Because you know there's, he's so there's, not and there's only Japanese, dr- so he yeah. probably didn't even think about. But he did go there, true, and learn stuff. So it's like, but you know, he's got kind of like that simplicity and line was yeah. was part of his stuff. And you can look it up. It they, there's only drawings of it. I'm pretty sure there's uh, no uh, like I pictures. Don't or think there's if there are, there's only a couple. Um, and, you know, we, we have said quite enough in this entire podcast about, you know, we've been having our fun share of making fun of, you know, weeaboos and whatnot. But I would like to end on a positive note and say, you know what? Being a weeaboo is okay sometimes. Um, I would like to quote from... Uh, the gaijinpot.com blog. As time goes on, the insult loses its sting and becomes more of an unlockable achievement rather than a scarlet letter. Hmm. And I think that kind of puts it because, like, I will call my like I will call myself a weeaboo or a weeb, or I'll call David a weeb, or mm. you'll call me a weeb. You know, and and I kind of wear it more now as like a like a badge of pride. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna. Duh. But like. Yeah. Um, it does. I'm, I'm not embarrassed about. But when when that word was like first kind of mm-hmm. starting to be a thing, I did not want to be a weeb. I was like, yeah. don't call me that. Like it's embarrassing. It, it was embarrassing. So I do. Well, and now I think still too. Like if anyone ever to use to use the term like in all seriousness, mm-hmm. like it's usually someone's being cringy. Otherwise, yeah. it's like eh, I feel like it's. More ironic. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially as you get older and you become more self-aware and, you know, Mm -hmm. you realize. Chill a little. A little. Yeah. I mean, I still shop at Hot Topic, but. Well, that's because (laughs) they're fucking pandering to millennials now and they're bastards for it. I don't wear their trip pants. I will say that. Those. uh, That was only in high school that I did that. I had a pair of capris. I will say that. I had Ayo. a pair of trip capris. I had like shorts and like one or two pants. Um, and I remember one of our friends. I wore them to church. Oh, my dad did not like it. I'm surprised they didn't go like Right? I did wear them to church. <laughs> Put some holy water on this. Even. Right? <laughs> Take this magic water and you face demon. So, you know, to all weeaboos out there, if you're if you're young and, and being called a weeb, there's a chance you'll grow out of it. And if you're, you know, in your 20s and 30s and be calling a weeb in seriousness. Not ironically. <laughs> you might, you might want to. Go to therapy. Go to therapy, get a little introspective. And then for those who might, you know, kind of so they associate themselves as more like our style of geeks, own that weeb. Yeah. Boom, boom. Way to still mostly function in normal society. Yeah, mostly. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it counts, ish. <laughs> and that's our podcast. Yep. Thanks for listening to Trial and Error, We'll Take the Stairs. Brought to you by our awesome network, Golden Ox Studios. Produced and edited by Ashley. Recorded in Cleveland, Ohio, where there's a lot of bars, but not a whole lot of cider. 